What's up, you guys, and welcome to episode 12 of Free 90s. Right off the bat, the Oakland A's are back. Nine straight wins for the Oakland A's. We're right in the wave. Here we go. And I'm watching us take the lead in game 10 right now. Gosh, it's what a great run for the A's. Um, what's up with you, Ryan? Not much. Uh, got a nice cold days off from work. Um, the day's been all right, but uh, this is hopefully this podcast will make it better. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, you mentioned the A's, but I mean, what did you expect? I literally called it. I'm like, I literally said last week, my prediction was the A's will turn, will turn it around. When you're playing the, the Diamondbacks and the and the Tigers, that's the perfect opportunity to turn we already, around. We already won one game with the uh, A's as we're recording. A's are up one nothing in the bottom of the fourth right now. In game two, Sean Manaya with a CG shut piece in game one, seven innings. A little high school CG shut piece, but... Uh, yeah, man, what a, what a turn of the page for the Oakland A's now starting off Oh, and six, and then finally winning a game against the Dodgers. And then now we've just gone on a run ever since. Um, yeah, we got to also mention Carlos Rodon, the Chicago White Sox. What a story. Almost perfection with one out in the ninth. He hit, he hit, uh, a batter to walk him and that was the only base runner in the game and he ended it with a no hitter um those of you that don't know and he's got one of the best stories i mean he was an early round pick ryan he was a top three pick i want to say when he was drafted right yeah no he was a highly touted prospect coming out of college i think he went to nc state i want to say yeah and Uh, I i know he came out of college i just i can't i'm pretty sure he went to nc state and he just had all of the hype that could that could be put on a pitcher around him and he's carried that for so many years and unfortunately he just got the injury bug so bad he kept getting hurt he had tommy john surgery he had shoulder issues just could never get in a solid routine from injuries and finally you know last last year in 2020 he finally got he i think he had he made like four starts in 2020 and now he's fully healthy in 2021 and we're starting to see what Carlos Rodon could actually be. I mean, this is just the exclamation point to that, that he threw a no-hitter, complete game. You know, it's the first time that a, a guy... Okay, it's the first time that a guy that has thrown a complete game and has had Tommy John surgery in the last two years has done it. It's the first time that's ever happened, based like in Major League Baseball, where Tommy John surgery, and then within two years of surgery throws a complete game like that's insane yeah oh yeah for sure um i mean i feel i feel a lot better for carlos rodon rodon sorry jesus um and not only not only that but he's never had a he's never had a season era below four since his rookie year um and so i think if i'm the white Sox, i'm thinking like wow this may be a late sign of this may be a sign of a late bloomer you know and Hey, now they can not only they can they rely on Giolito, Lance Lynn, and Keuchel. I mean, if Carlos Rodon is like pitching how he's how he's always supposed to as a early round pick, I mean, White Sox are gonna they're gonna be good. And uh, I think we already knew that, but I mean, that's just another an added bonus, little little cherry on top. And hey, that's probably the highlight of his, highlight of his career. Hopefully, it's not the end 
of his uh the big of the bigger games that he has to pitch in. But I mean, uh, yeah, good for Carlos Rodon. Um, well, he's still young. This is the beginning of yeah. a really good pitcher, in my opinion. Like I mean, it's just been- injuries that have really held him back, and I think that's why his ERA was so inflated. He's always had the stuff, and he's it's just the hype around him was so high. Now the hype has gone away, and he's allowing himself to just actually pitch without thinking too much about media saying, oh, you were the third overall pick. Why aren't you good yet? Why aren't you in the big leagues? Why aren't you doing this, this, and that? You know, look at these guys. They're doing this, this, and that. You're not doing it yet. So I'm glad to see that he broke through. Uh, He threw his no-hitter. I think he's going to carry it throughout the rest of the season. Um, A very real candidate now. Um, Coming in as a second place in comeback player of the year since Trey Mancini's already going to have that award. He's going to really make a run to possibly be number two in that list. Yeah. Um, I mean, we shall see. There's a lot. There's a, there's a few good candidates in that, in that uh, area. Um, but I mean, Hey, I think also the White Sox just need this because their, their bullpen hasn't been like, I, like we said before, their bullpen hasn't been the best as they should be. Um, and yeah, now they're just finding more and more ways to win and they're, they're going to be good for a long time. So Hopefully, yeah, especially if Michael Kopech comes in too and Kopech starts doing stuff because he's been pitching really well also. Um, let's get into it, Ryan. Um, let's we, we got some negative stuff we got to go through real quick. Some COVID issues and some injuries that have popped up in the last week. So let's just knock it out real quick and get out of the way, Ryan. Um, the Twins, they got COVID uh, over the past weekend. Saturday and Sunday, they were supposed to be playing in Anaheim. Uh, a couple of positive tests popped up. Angelton Simmons being among those that tested positive. And uh, it's unfortunate because they were supposed to play the Angels. Um, I think it would have been a really great series seeing Minnesota be the team as good as we know them to be. Um, You know, I had them ranked number three in my power rankings as as recent as last week. So a little disheartening. Um, I'd like to see this team turn it around and still make it through. You know, they didn't, they had another uh, off day on uh, Monday. So now uh, they had a doubleheader with the Oakland A's today. I've already said A's won seven nothing in the first game, and still currently winning one zero in the second game. I mean, yeah, I mean it sucks coming coming back from from uh, from a couple days off like that. I mean, you know, knowing the Twins, they're gonna they're gonna turn it around. I mean, that lineup is just too too talented to really go on a on a really long slump. I should say or not really get the off to a hot start. So, I mean, I'm not really worried about the Twins. Um, honestly, kind of the more surprising team to get COVID um, out of the other team, which is the Blue Jays. I mean, that's not really surprising to me since they are playing in Florida. Um, yeah. Uh, Teoscar Hernandez was and Jose Alvarado were the two like main guys that got it. Um, I think if I read, read correctly, Teoscar went to go see some family. And one of his family members ended up testing positive. So then he had to isolate. And then he ended up testing positive, uh, I think, two or three days ago. So it wasn't a quick positive test. Uh, He was in his precautionary isolation. And then he tested positive. Um, But I just want to say, MLB is handling this way better than I was expecting. They are nailing it with those close contact people. You know, the Twins... They had a positive test on Saturday morning Mm -hmm. and they only missed, you know, three straight days. They didn't play baseball. And today, Tuesday, they are playing now. 
So I think that goes to show a long way of how MLB has really cracked down on figuring out the close contact situation and also the crackdown on guys staying safe and protected during this time. So, you know, props to MLB, props to these teams are doing a good job with it all. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, well, going back to the Blue Jays, I'm just going to say, I mean, if they're going to want to stay competitive in this division, I mean, they're going to need everyone to stay healthy since, in my opinion, there's no shot that the Yankees are going to be this bad for the entire year. I mean, again, it's still early, so we don't really know. The Yankees the, are terrible. Um, and the Rays are playing excellent baseball right now. I think they've won four straight. About, I think about to be five. If they're, I think they're beating the, they're beating the Royals right now. Um, so I mean, hey, the AL East is going to be a going to be a battle. It's going to be a grind to to win that division. Um, Definitely. Uh, speaking of uh, Tampa, I was watching the uh, Tampa Bay Rays game about a week ago now, and Chris Archer had quite the scary moment. He basically threw a pitch and called the trainer out, and we all know what that means. It's it looks like it's Tommy John, but thankfully it's revealed that it's only a forearm strain. So. Hopefully that means that the UCL is still intact. Um, I know he's a guy that, that has not gotten it before, if I'm correct. So he could definitely be a candidate to have that happen. Um, a little scary. Um, he's on the IL right now. So hopefully Chris Archer is fine going forward, but we'll have to see. Chris Archer has had his fair share of injuries, but I mean, I don't think Tommy John is one of them. So hope he's, hope he's doing fine. Um, I mean, hey. A good thing the Rays are playing excellent baseball. Guys, I mean, obviously they w- they would want him back, but hey, they're doing just fine. So, moving on, a um, little bit of more uh, more injuries, unfortunately, coming with this season. So, and one of those one of the big teams is actually being affected the most, and that is the Atlanta Braves. Yeah, it's uh, they got hit hard this past couple of weeks with uh, a, a too long of a list of players getting put on IL. Uh, really strong reliever Chris Martin, a couple of starting pitchers, Drew Smiley and Max Freed, along with Mike Soroka, the young stud Christian Pache, and defensive super or defensive star Ender Inciarte. They're just getting hammered with injuries, and it's terrible. Well, see, I'm more concerned for the Braves with that pitching staff. Because their team ERA right now is a 4.73. That is not good. And that is not going to win that bloodbath of a division. And obviously the, the Braves, and like we've both said this many times, the Braves have the best offense in not only that division, but possibly one of the best offenses in one of the off best one of the best offenses in the league. And I mean, like I said, their pitching's got to step up and losing Freed and Soroka. I mean, that's not a good start. I mean, we'll see if they, if they can find other arms to step up, but I mean, that, those were two big losses. Um, and right now the Mets are playing well, uh, despite only playing what? 11 games, 11 games. Yeah. 11, 11 games. Yeah. And Phillies are doing fine. Uh, Marlins playing solid. Uh, honestly, when you think about it, all the teams are playing pretty well. I mean, they're pretty, it's pretty. It's like we said. This is going to be a bloodbath division. They're all playing up to what we expected this division was was going to be like. So, and it's not like the Braves have been the only team to have the to have injuries, but they have had quite a few more than the others one other ones. But the Marlins have had their have had their case in the injury bugs, starting with uh, your boy Sterling Marte. 
Yeah, that that one came out of nowhere. Uh, fractured rib. So he's going to be out. Um, they're saying they're going to reevaluate him in about a week. So hopefully he's not out too long. Um, just kind of a freak accident, just on a swing. Uh, pulled rib with a slight fracture. So That's I, I think he'll be fine after a week. Uh, after Well, not a week, but I think he'll be fine after about after this 10-day stint on the IL. Um, that is it might a go a little bit longer depending on, you know, whatever happens. That is a freak injury. Like, I'm trying to, like, I'm doing it, like, like doing the hitting motion right now. I'm like, how do you do that? How do you frack? I mean, did, he didn't get hit, did he? No, you just swing so hard. It's I just, mean, I, I mean, yeah, I, I mean, Tatis, I mean, like, Tatis's shoulder injury was more plausible than I could see it than what Starling Marte's injury is. But, I mean, that's, that's, well, that's, that's crazy. But I think I also, this is also a big loss for the Marlins because not only they're, they're playing pretty solid, but I think I saw this uh, stat on, I think it was MLB saying that Starling Marte is like, he has like nine game winning hits in his entire career or something like that. It's, it's insane. He's, he's definitely the clutch hitter of that, of on that roster. And it's a big loss and, and like they're, they may lose a, they may lose a few key games and and that might hurt them in the long run, especially if they're going to want to make the playoffs. Which Honestly, he's he's probably the best player on the Marlins. I think we can go that. Oh far. yeah, yep, right now. Oh, absolutely. Um, um, and then we got to go. Two more injuries on the same team. Um, one that happened a couple days ago, and one that happened today with the Washington Nationals. Steven Strasburg and Juan Soto going on the IL today. Uh, Strasburg with a shoulder strain. And I think the same with Juan Soto was a shoulder, a shoulder strain that popped out of nowhere today. Um, definitely a big hit for a team that's really struggling. Um, Nationals just are not looking great. Um, and this is just not going to help their situation. One of their guys, one of their top two pitchers on the team and the best, one of the top players in all of baseball out for at least 10 games. Rip my fantasy team this week. God. Yeah, no kidding. Seriously, can't catch a break. I think I have seven injuries on my. <laughs> it's just, I, I, it's just getting very frustrating. Now let's just oh, move yeah. on before I before I throw something. Uh, well, some news with the Oakland A's game. The game is now delayed because the lights in left field are not turning on. That, that's just honestly, like we have been to many Oakland A's games. That's honestly, like when you think about not it, surprising. it's not surprising. <laughs> it's not surprising at all. That's exactly what I would expect for the Coliseum. My goodness. Quick, quick story. The the worst I've seen at the Coliseum is that I went. I was supposed to go with um, my dad to a Mariners and A's game, and they knew it was going to rain the night before. And so you would think the field crew would, you know, prepare properly for the game. And turns out we get there, they're working on the field like ten minutes before game time, and we're like, "What is going on?" Then they announce over the loudspeaker saying. This game has been this this game has been postponed, and then everyone is just like you know booing the crap out of like out of everybody. I mean, it's just we were so fresh frustrated, and then we it turns out the field crew forgot to put the tarp on the field. How do you forget? Someone got fired. One hundred percent, someone got fired. That that's inexcusable. That's ridiculous. Costing yeah, that's the costing the organization thousands of dollars in revenue. I mean, I don't know. That was just, I mean, so after that, I mean, it's not really surprising that now the Oakland A's are dealing with the light power outage, but hey, that's, it is what it is. 
hopefully that new stadium will will not have uh, as many problems, but that's going to be a long time from now. Well, it's supposed to be two years from now, and it's still on track to be within three. So, you know, we'll see. Um, Jay Bruce retired out of nowhere from the, uh, the Yankees. Uh, kind of surprising, but not surprising. He had a very long and very successful career with Cincinnati, and uh, he played with the Blue Jays, I think, for a little bit. He's been on a bunch of teams, but no, notably with the Cincinnati Reds. Yep. Um, I actually have a quote from Jay Bruce. He pretty much, I think a, a reporter asked him, like, you know, just why now? And he he just stated, I just felt like I couldn't perform at the level that I expected out of myself. Um, I don't really know what that level was. Like, was he expecting re- to return to all-star form like he was in his very early stages? I doubt it. Um, but I mean, Hey, if you honestly, from what, from what this tells me is that he was just, he just doesn't really see himself getting better. He doesn't really see himself improving from this. And he's kind of getting a little frustrated with himself. He's just like, dude, I'm kind of done. I mean, he is a declining hitter. I mean, he batted 220 in 2019. And now this year at terrible start one, 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 eight batting average. Um, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Michael, do you have any, do you have a different opinion than I do? Cause I, I don't really know. I mean, it sucks from a, Hey, a good career though. I mean, three-time all-star, you know, not, nothing to complain about with Jay Bruce. Yeah. I mean, it comes down to, I just think that his best hope to get back to himself was playing at Yankee stadium with the short porch and right field. And when he just got off to the slow start and I think it came down to, he was going to get released or he was going to retire. And I think he just decided to retire, um, which I don't think it's, it's no shame on him at all. You know, he, he recognized that he just wasn't able to perform at the level that he wanted to perform at, which I don't think it was all-star level. I think it was more on just even just being average, you know, hitting somewhere between 20 and 25 bombs and having a, even a 220 batting average is still competent in baseball nowadays, you know, not high batting averages aren't what you need now. So yeah, I just, just came out of nowhere. Um, props to him. Great career. Um, a lot of great moments with Cincinnati. Uh, so, yeah, it's a shame. Even, um, with, even with Cleveland, honestly, he did really well there. Yeah, in 2016, um, right? Yeah. So. Um, so, next was a very confusing moment that I had, I think, yesterday. But Nick Castellanos' suspension was upheld. Uh, don't get that because uh mlb's motto is let the kids play you let the kids play and then you just then you suspend them for two games for showing some emotion he did cause a benches clearing situation woodford hit him on purpose that's there's no doubt about that because castellanos uh bat flipped um off of flaherty in a game that they were at the time losing seven to two he made it seven to four Mm-hmm. yeah i there's no issue with me there he got the he got the reds back in that game it's a three-run game at that point woodford threw at him a rookie and then on a wild pitch he comes in slides into home and flexes on him that's fun that's baseball that's part of it you know ryan i knowing you in baseball dude you would do the same thing so um i don't know like i'm just very surprised that mlb didn't even at least drop it down to one but they kept it the same like that doesn't usually happen usually they at least drop the suspension a game or so um it just seems unnecessary like you're not you're just taking the fun out of the game um well before i say that yes i agree with you that's probably how how i would act because i have that kind of fuck you mentality 
<laughs> exactly. So, um, but yeah, I also agree with your statement that saying this is pretty ridiculous. Um, I, all I'm going to say, I'm just going to keep this short and sweet. All I'm going to say is that there are plenty of other cases in the MLB that need to be addressed and handled properly. Uh, Michael, do you have a trash can? A trash can? Yep. Uh, not cur- Oh, I see one. Yes. Yeah. Do you want to give that a quick bang? <laughs> <laughs> I'll be right back. All right. Perfect. <laughs> Anyways, let's just leave it at that. Um, and we'll be figure your shit out. Let's move on. Yeah, seriously. We got to talk about a man from the Atlanta Braves. Ronald Acuna Jr. is the hottest player in all of baseball. Probably on one of the hottest runs I've seen in a long time. Uh, <laughs> it seems like he hits a home run or two every night. And then he gets more hits on top of that. And he steals some bases. And he plays gold glove outfield. I'm liking... I'm, I, I'm just... I, I, God, he's just so good. I can't believe what, what, what we're seeing with him. He's playing out of his mind right now. I mean, it's it's an honor to watch greatness like this. I mean, my God, it's just this is crazy what he's doing. And I mean, just to give you guys a few stats, um, he's batting four nineteen with a four eighty six on base percentage and a uh, eight eighty seven slugging. My God, with seven bombs and sixteen ribbies, um, and pretty I much all it, those bombs coming in the last week. Yeah, I mean, I think it's safe to say Ronald Acuna is the uh, he's the MB- he's the front runner for the MVP award. Two weeks in, it is early, but he is definitely the MVP of the first two weeks, and um, he just doesn't well, seem like he's ever going to slow down. And more importantly, I think this is just much needed for the Braves lineup because almost every other hitter has off has been off to a slow start. Freddie um, Freeman's but, been hot too. You have to mention yeah, no, Fred, uh, well, Freddie Freeman. Uh, yeah, they have begun to pick it up, but I mean, Acuna is on a different level right now. And don't I mean, forget. The panda himself, Pablo Sandoval, Mr. Pinch hit home run himself. Mr. Mr. Clutch, honestly. Yeah, I don't know where he, I don't know where that came from. Justin Verlander's daddy. <laughs> um, yeah, I I mean there's not much else to say. Cunha is on a different level right now. Uh I don't think there's any other player that I'd I'd want to take right now. I mean, he's hotter than anybody. Like Yeah, and I'm just happy I picked him as my MVP. As my MVP yeah. pick for the season. Yeah, that is that is true. I still uh, I still think your your Mookie Betts pick is going to go a long way, but I'm happy that Acuna is doing what he's doing right now. Well, we'll see what happens at the end. <laughs> we shall. Um, Fernando Tatis is back after his what seemed to be a dislocated shoulder. Uh, he was only out a week, basically ten days, um, and he came back just in time for an incredible series. With the Dodgers, I know, I I know that we have that listed down below, but it makes sense to talk about it right now, Ryan. That Padres and Dodgers series was nuts over the past couple of days. Did you get a chance to watch any of those games? I did. Um, electric atmosphere. Yeah. I, I, we're gonna get to it later on because I don't want to spoil everything I have on it. But I mean, this is this is what baseball need needs. Honestly, because they need to. Let's just say they needed to move on from kind of a boring rivalry nowadays but but we'll move on to that but regarding Tatis it's a huge probably arguably the most marketable star and and also very good for the for obviously the Padres 
However, Michael, I have a question for you. Sure. Is his injury? Did they bring him back too early? Is his injury still nagging him? No, because he had a home run in his first at bat back. <laughs> okay, okay, that's one hit. I think that's his only hit since he's been back. And he's also made no. he's also made a few costly errors. I don't know. For me, I think it. I think with a with a star like Tatis, and you're going to have him for what? H- however many more years? Was it ten? No, it's I, uh, it's fourteen. Four, fourteen. Okay, jeez. Okay, he's a he's a Padre for life. There's no reason to not be cautious with him. You know, I would just. It's this is your star player. You know, if he if he, I would give him the proper amount of time to. To heal up, one hundred percent because it's April. Like <laughs> you don't need him back that early just because you're playing the Dodgers. Like we all know, the Dodgers are coming in first place in that division. They're too talented, they're too experienced, and they're just the Dodgers. Okay. Yeah. I, 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 go ahead. Sorry. No, I mean, the, for me personally, if I if I was Jace Tingler, I would I would just said, dude, let him rest up. Like he's. I want him back 110% healthy. You know, I don't want him. I don't, I like I said, like and we, like you like you said before. I mean, he hasn't played a full season yet, and I'd rather have him back for a longer period of time than risking injury, uh, having higher risk of injury. Him p- coming back earlier. Does that make sense? Well, I always thought, especially with uh, dislocated shoulders, it's more of a pain tolerance thing. Um, after it's put back in, and you know, you do some recovery. But from what I understand, it's really a, a huge pain tolerance thing. And Tatis wanted to get back in the, in the game, like finish that at bat <laughs> for reference of just the kind of player that he is. Um, so I, I just, I, I see what you're saying. You want him to, you know, be 100%. I just don't think he's the kind of guy that wants to miss any games. And sure, ownership or front office management should just step in and just say like, dude, chill. You're going to be out for the next couple of weeks. Take some time, rehab, recovery. We want you for you know the rest of the season and then the next 13 years. For now, um, just rest. You know we're going to be fine. I know you want to play the Dodgers because they're playing Dodgers again this weekend. So, um, yeah, I I don't know if the how much it's nagging him, but I'm sure that there's there's definitely some pain in that shoulder right now. Yeah, I would know a lot about dislocated shoulders. <laughs> yes, you definitely know a lot about dislocated shoulders. Poor um, but I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I'll just leave it at that. Tatis is back. Good for baseball. Good for the Padres. Um, good luck beating the Dodgers in that division. All right. Yeah, definitely. So, <laughs> Shane Bieber. We got to talk about the Biebs for a second. Because he is the first pitcher in the modern era to strike out 10 or more in the first four starts of a season. He just keeps breaking records. I mean, he just he was breaking records in the shortened season last year. He's just continuing his domination and against everyone. And everyone's like, ah, he was only facing those central teams that just aren't very good, you know, whatever. Yeah, he's doing it against everyone now. Um, the dude is just disgusting. Uh, very, very, really, like very close to being the best pitcher in baseball right now. Um, his, I mean, Jacob Degrom is striking out fourteen guys a game now, but still, Shane Bieber is just ridiculous right now. It's nuts. 
I actually don't have too much to say about Shane Bieber. Bieber. All I'm, I'm going to say is that I just expect him to get keep getting better and better. I mean, not only does he have just absolutely disgusting stuff, but he has the ability to spot up on any pitch that he has. Let me ask you insane. a question. Let yeah. me ask you a question about Shane Bieber because he's still kind of young. What is he, like 26, 27? Yeah. Could we see a Jacob deGrom situation with him where he actually gains more velocity the older he gets? 100%. He's been gaining velocity ever since he came out of college. I mean, yeah, he's the perfect example of like one of those late bloomers. You know, he wasn't anything special um, at Santa Barbara. He wasn't anything special in high school. Um, and then he just really broke out his last year in college. He got drafted, and now he's just dominated ever since he he got drafted by the Indians. And look at him now; he's dominated in the Cy Young, unanimous Cy Young. Uh, could have easily been the MVP last year. Um, and now here he's again, continuing where he left off. And right now is the front runner for AL Cy Young. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, I think I've, I've already told you this, told you guys this story, but I mean, I've talked to a few UCSB, actually, actually just one UCSB player who actually played with Shane Bieber. And he came in and he was probably sitting about mid to kind of upper eights. Not really, but it's more kind of like 86 to 87, but just spotted up, like couldn't miss a spot, even if he tried. And then like, as he kept, you know, getting older and eventually becoming a senior, he was low low 90s, just once again, spotting up everything. And then that's what caught the attention of those scouts. And I mean, look at him now. I mean, like you said, I definitely believe he could definitely become the next Jacob deGrom and just... Hey, who knows? Maybe he's going to be touching triple digits and he won't be able to miss a spot. I mean, just you know, think about you, that for a second. That's... You don't see that. You don't see that. You don't see that with all these guys who throw that hard. Like, it's mainly just throw it as hard as I can and just try and blow it by him. You the know, only like... guy that can do that is the guy you said, Jacob deGrom, because he spots up everything and he throws his 95 mile an hour slider anywhere he wants, also. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it's scary to think about that, but it's also that's just crazy. Like, Shane Bieber is going to go places. Oh, one one thousand percent. Now, okay. I, um, now this is let's let's move on to the other guy. Actually, the other guy who's making history that I really wanted to talk about. Um, that is a uh, Corbin Burns. Um, I mean, what is it? 30, 30 Ks and eight eighteen innings pitched, no walks. Well, he so to, he is the first pitcher since nineteen oh six. To start a season with three starts, thirty or more strikeouts, and zero walks. That's, I mean, he's setting his own records and he's doing stuff that hasn't been done in over a hundred years. We said this last episode. He Corbin Burns has always had the stuff, and he's a high strikeout pitcher. But what was holding Burns back was his walk rate and his high pitch counts. That's why when first couple years in the league, he was always going four, five, sometimes six innings, like giving up a couple runs because of walks, honestly, and just and super high pitch counts. This doesn't look like the case this year. I mean, the biggest difference with him, sorry to, to just to butt in, but he's not walking, guys, because he's ditched the pitch that he couldn't control. Do you know what that pitch was, Ryan? No, actually, go ahead. His four-seam fastball. The dude doesn't throw a four-seam fastball anymore. He literally cut it out of his repertoire. 
he turned that four-seam fastball into a cutter that he spots up anywhere he wants. And um, you look at 2019, his 2019 numbers, his cutter was his lowest used pitch on his repertoire. And now it's completely flip-flopped. The fastball, his four-seam fastball is now his lowest used pitch out of his repertoire. And his number one is his cutter, a 98-mile-an-hour cutter where he can locate. It's probably the best pitch in baseball right now. Uh, and the dude is just not even giving up hits. He has the lowest whip in baseball still. Um, I think he's only given up one run on like a home run to Byron Buxton. The dude is just carving everyone and carving good team on, on top of that. Can you imagine being a scout and like, you know, saying, oh, you're facing Corbin Burns like like two years ago? I'm like, okay, he has a fastball, curveball, and then change up pretty much. But now, now then they're realizing, oh my God, he throws like a shit ton of cutters now, just tearing it up. <laughs> yeah. He's a whole new player. He is a completely different player from two years ago. Um, I mean, if I'm the Milwaukee Brewers, I am ecstatic because they, besides Brandon Woodruff, he's their he's now become their next reliable starter. I mean, obviously Woodruff, I think is Woodruff's going to be their guy when it comes to playoffs. I, I, I believe they're going to make the playoffs. Um, but Burns has just stepped up immensely for that pitching rotation, and. Like that was definitely helped the bullpen because they they really haven't had to rely on them as much, especially with Devin Williams not doing as much as as well as he should be. They haven't really been using Hater that much. I mean, and just come to think of it, if they if Freddie Peralta, he also has absolutely absolutely disgusting stuff. If he becomes another reliable starter. Just watch out for the Brew Crew. Those guys are gonna they they're not gonna they probably won't blow you out, but man, they're gonna win those close games. Yeah, and I, I just want to say. I'm going to go as far to say that Cor- Corbin Burns is the ace of that staff. Brandon Woodruff is legit, but the stuff that Corbin Burns has is the kind of stuff that is a number one talent. He is the best pitcher on the on the Brewers right now, and he is their ace. Right now, if the playoffs started today, Corbin Burns is my game one starter, my wild card game one starter, my division series game one starter, everything. That's my guy. Um, yeah, I just he's he is legit. He has turned himself into an ace. Um, that's all i got on corbin burns all right well i gotta just shout out i know i already shouted them out once sean Manaya with his complete game shout out today against the minnesota twins who are his we know the twins are a top three team um and he shut them out seven inning game thank you guys for listening to part one of episode 12 please be sure to find us on our social media at free 90s pod on twitter and instagram We'll see you guys for part two coming up right next.